Ladies and gentlemen, to M-Class Email, episode 33, The Year Jesus Died. His age. Not not the... Well, I guess it was the year, too. No, wait. It was his 33rd year. Yeah, so it was the year 33. Well, I mean, it wasn't because it's fake, but... Rest in peace, Jesus. <laughs> Fuck you, Jesus. <laughs> Where are you now? We need you, Jesus. <laughs> uh, this is M-Class Email, the show where you send in emails and we read them. No matter what the fuck they happen to say, we read yeah. them. They could just be a fart sound. Don't send in fart sounds. Fucking Josh, now they're going to do that. <laughs> no, I'm serious, I don't want to read fart sounds. Uh, I'm Jeff. I'm Josh. And uh, we are your hosts through this madness-filled podcast that we have no control over. We have lost all control over this fucking episode. It's just whatever now. And to prove that, our first email is from the Department of Interplanetary Relations... Whoa, sounds important. The title is The Truth About the Anunnaki. <laughs> so, okay. All right, all right, all right. I know what's happening. There, we, You put a moratorium on no conspiracy emails. Well, and now I, they've I'm found a loophole. For, I'm more excited for the conspiracy emails than I am about the fart sounding. <laughs> but I like, I like how they're gaming the system now. They're like, what if it's just from like this thing in Star Trek? And then it's like we can read a conspiracy theory. To the boys who have defined themselves as Trek, your transmissions have received us. It is unclear how you managed to glean information pertaining to our existence if we have been meticulous in our secrecy. They live underground. <laughs> I have been tasked by my superiors to not only determine the source of this knowledge, but to correct some misinformation. Oh boy, here we go. <laughs> For starters, there is no Planet X, as you so creatively named it. Mm. Rather, our home world is known as Babylon 420. <laughs> And it's a planet full of chill bros who know how to seriously crush brewskis and have a chill time. Sounds like a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> Secondly, the pyramids, Anunnaki, bro. We ain't build that shit. <laughs> Anunnaki. <laughs> oh, that's really good. It was kind of a prank that got. I feel like I should be doing a, like that voice for it. Can you do like a snake voice? Like it's like a snake voice. That's not nice. That's kind of like a like a cartoon character voice. I don't think I can do the bra voice and the snake voice. Uh, at the same yeah, time. I do like a cool surfer voice, like a Ted. It was kind of a prank that got out of hand. Your ancestors would not leave us alone with all the revering us as deities and such. So we told them. <laughs> Hey, you see those big rocks over there? It'd be super cool if you could stack them real high or whatever, and we'll bless your crops, I guess. <laughs> and they did it. Oh, man, we got a big chuckle out of that one. Worth it. Super worth it. <laughs> anyway, I suppose you're wondering why we deigned to visit your backwater space rock in the first place. Yeah. I should think the answer is obvious, but the environment is almost as perfectly suited to getting litty titty as good old <laughs> Babs 420 is. Oh my god, litty titty. <laughs> Holy fuck, I'm in college. Turns out your forebears are natural born keg standers to boot. 
Other than that, however, we've had limited influence on your home world. We did leave you a few ancient Anunnaki secrets, though, such as cut-off jeans, <laughs> sweet pairs of shades, and yeah. that sticky icky icky. Wait, you brought weed to us? Thank That's you, Anunnaki overlords. Amazing. No wonder we worshipped you. Jesus. And perhaps my favorite, the dune buggy. Oh, no. Although on our planet, these are simply rather large desert insects upon which we race around the sky, bruh. Like bugs, I get it. Hope They're this like clears buddies. up some stuff, or the elders will totally vaporize my bones. <laughs> Fare thee well, my dudes. Signed, please kill me. Department of Interplanetary Relations. It's spelled P-L-S, comma, K-H-I-L-M-E. Please kill me. What a crazy name. Is that a family name? Kill me is a family name. The Connecticut Kill Me's. Thanks for that email, please kill me. Sorry about all the misunderstandings. Yeah. I guess that's a Star Trek related event. Ain't no Planet X coming. Because nope. ain't not space. Because ain't no globe Earth. <laughs> uh, this was sent from my space iPhone, which I always love. My space iPhone. <laughs> Our next email is from Dungeon Master, and it's titled, Is Jeff reading email titles now? Damn, how did he know? <laughs> Ahoy, Trek Boys. Hi, Trek Boys. Trek Boys. <laughs> I'm writing this email the day before Space Valentine's Day, and I have plans playing D&D with my buds. Nice. What are you guys doing on that satellite? I bet you guys are making a place a veritable Ryza. Oh, yeah, just the two of us, just rising and up. Just the two, the two of, us. of us. We can bone if we try. Just the two of us. Jizzin', yeah. We just replicate lube, like, 24-7. It starts to chafe otherwise. <laughs> I mean, lube is, I mean, you gotta lube, you gotta. Like, once you go lube, any kind of lube, fucking, you're, that's it. That's, you're done. <laughs> Look under your chairs, buds. Yep. <laughs> I got you guys some Klingon chocolate. This stuff oh. is illegal in 69 districts. Enjoy, Trek boys. <laughs> what? Wait, what? It's, it's just, it's moving. Why is it I moving? I like how Klingon anything is just more of the thing. <laughs> <laughs> the chocolate's like doing the worm across the floor. It is a worm. Stuff. It's just a chocolate worm. It's oh not my even God. chocolate, it's just dirt. Wouldn't that be fucking crazy if Klingons had, like, a worm that just was made of the substance chocolate that Earth... I would move eaten? to fucking Kronos and get a migraine so bad I died. And fucking, like, the Klingons are like, Ooh, you fucking people eat worm? What are you... Yeah, <laughs> they just hate it. Like, it's gross. And then they see them. our worms, and they're like, Oh, shit, it's gone. Yum. That's awesome. <laughs> But for real, your podcasts and content make uh, make a time that I typically don't like. Not because I'm lonely, but because people like to insist I am into a good time. <laughs> Founder and CEO of Cool Crimes Inc., Phantom Thief Goofus, with a little uh, ghosty next to it. Goofus, thanks. Oh, goofus. love that goofus. <laughs> that was a very existentially complicated last <laughs> sentence. I was I had to think about it. I was like, okay, okay, I think I'm following you. Uh, our next email is from Poppy. Poppy! Which is always a trip. Green blood, green bud. <laughs> I want you to get that. that I tattoo. will, dude. I want it to be in like the, the font, like the, the, the language, the though, right? Vulcan like, language. Poppy I, I has have created to... tattoos for us to get in the Vulcan language. 
Yeah, I'm gonna get a green, green blood, green bud with the a weed leaf in the pyramid, like the what are they? What's that pyramid? The the, the mountain of of what's the mountain? Pyramid Fuck. of Truth. I don't remember. It's the like icon. It's uh, everybody Mount knows Salaya. what pyramid you know. We're talk you're talking about the one from the dollar. Yeah, mounts. No, not that dollar. No, the Klingon dollar. <laughs> I mean the Vulcan dollar. Oh, Mount Salaya. It's like the infinite truths and infinite diversity oh, the infin- thing. Yeah, infinite. Um, it's infinite uh, shit. Now I don't remember. Infinite. It's got a. It's got a name like the the actual IDIC. Line. Infinite diversity and infinite combinations. It's got like it's like the fucking the the only mountain I know from Vulcan is Mount Salaya. Yeah, I think that's yeah. It's this mountain. It's this parent here. I'll show it to you. I'll fucking. Is it Mount Salaya? I think it's supposed to be Mount Salaya. That's what I always thought. <laughs> like, I'd love to just get the IDIC tattooed somewhere. That'd be pretty Where dope. Where the fuck are you? Um, the title of Poppy's email uh-huh. is Enterprise. More like Enter Her Prize, am I right? Oh my god! And then there's like a sad face next to it? <laughs> I don't know. You said it, Poppy. <laughs> oh, Trek boys. <laughs> I've been watching Enterprise for the first time. It took me a while to warm up to it, but by the middle of season two, it really began to feel like Star Trek, and I look forward to the next episodes. Thank you, Poppy. Did, I agree. I, I was like, Josh, did you make Enterprise? <laughs> yes, I'm Brandon Braga. Oh, God, no wonder you were taken up for him so hard. <laughs> I am not a homophobe, or am I? So I've been I've been watching season three, and I thought the Zindi arc was well done with character growth and hard choices amidst action and danger. Yay! Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Side note: I've been mentally comparing it with Battlestar Galactica, only because they were originally on TV around the same time. Side mm-hmm. note to side note: I mean years, not time slots, but you knew that Trek boys ain't no dummies. <laughs> yes. They were on on television at similar times, except for uh, as you know, Poppy, and as everybody else besides Jeff knows, uh, <laughs> that they really milked the fuck out of Battlestar Galactica. Battlestar Galactica ended in twenty eleven or some shit like that, and it's four seasons of it. Battle what Galacta who? See? You see what I'm dealing with, Poppy? <laughs> the show built and sustained momentum from one episode to the next, and I binged the end of the season last night, or rather very early this morning, because I had to know what happened next. Spoilers yeah. ahead. Yeah. Oh, no, I can't read this. Yeah. <laughs> I can't read this on the show, Poppy. Why? What does it say? Because it's spoilers? There's spoilers. It's well, you can't spoilers. read it. Don't read it. Oh no! Um, hopefully, season four isn't totally off the rails. Maybe I'll revise my take on this. But while hard left turn, I think that's the human expression. Yeah, uh, uh, I would say season four is very, very good. I w- I really like season four, and I I kind of view season four as like where they were gonna transition into Romulan shit because they do. Like, there's a bunch of Romulan shit in it, so. I'm I like, like it. I'm like holding my hand over the spoilers. Yeah, so don't, I don't read, read it. Just can't go to the next part. <laughs> Yours trickfully, Lieutenant Junior Grade Poppy of the USS. What the fuck is happening? <laughs> I can't believe they named a ship that. I feel like they named that under duress. Like the ship was under fire when they were naming it. <laughs> That's the old uh, how to name a ship. It's the first thing someone says <laughs> on the bridge. This is. I think we should name this ship the USS. <laughs> oh fuck! What the oh. fuck is happening? 
my pussy's so wet. <laughs> oh my god. Because <laughs> someone's like fucking on the bridge. Yeah. <laughs> P.S. I generally don't like it when shows pair off characters, but I'm totally here for trip and to pole. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what my feelings are doing. Oh gosh. Yeah, you kind of like hate it, but you kind of don't, and then you're kind of like, oh, I get it. Like it, it's kind of really endearing it's for a, whatever reason. It's a roly coaster. It's a roly. It is. It's a Vulcan roller coaster. A Vulcan coaster, which is just a straight line. Because what's the point? <laughs> it is. They just get in. It's it's a yeah. it's like a trolley that goes from it's one location monorail. to the other. <laughs> it's just some like a fucking subway. Thanks for that email, Poppy. Our next email is... Oh, boy, this is long. It's from Michael K. Who says... Michael Knight from Knight Rider? No. I wish. Oh, my... I love Knight Rider. The title of this email is Getting Through Trash Come Hell or High Trash Water. (laughs) Ew, trash water. Disgusting. A-Trek, boys. Hi. Myself and the event catering team are making our way to the home planet of the Sponge Monkeys, the former spokes band for Quizno Subs. <laughs> oh my god. What we a, got the subs! What a remember deep that cut, dude. That's, I can't believe I remember. We got the subs! <laughs> oh my god. That's like fucking like, oh my god. That's like, what, what year was that? Like 2001? I feel like that's from like a pocket dimension that we all felt but didn't live oh through. God. Let me look. That's got to be like when I was in high school, even. Uh, oh my god! Apparently, they started their own music festival not too long ago, and it's been getting a lot of attention recently. Unfortunately, this is a short notice gig for our company. With our limited time frame, most of our attention was focused on making sure plenty of food was ready for the public when we got there. Mm-hmm. Turns out one of the headlining food stand for the event was the t- number two bread bowl soup maker in the planet system. But they just up wow. and ghosted at the last minute. Damn. No reason given. No one seemed to be able to reach them. Shit, man. I'd be a bit more excited about the whole thing if there were a second or third option. Turns out we're the fifth. No offense taken. These are usually the type of jobs we get for a company our age. I guess the Quidno- Quiznos company has been around for a long time. I, I, I'll i say this about Quiznos. I don't go there because we don't have one. Um, Sorry. <laughs> I can say this about Quiznos. I don't go there. <laughs> I don't I don't like all Jew. Like the sauce. Like oh, I'm not big into... I don't like... like uh, I like a thick sauce. Oh, you don't <laughs> like, like a liquid in a bowl you put your sandwich in? <laughs> yeah, I like I like like a like a something on the sandwich is fine, right? But I don't want to dip my sandwich in brown water. Sorry. Um <laughs> We just lost Quiznos as a sponsor. Oh no, our only sponsor. So I'm reading Shit. ahead in this email. Yeah. And it seems that uh Michael has sent us an email about Batman Beyond. Okay. And the dancing it, in that show is great. He was reading a comic, a Batman Beyond comic. Did we talk about Batman Beyond or something? Called Future's End. Okay. And he fucking loves Terry McGinnis and Future Bruce, so he was fucking all about it. Old Bruce, is he's crotchety, yeah. even more crotchety. Did you hear people's idea to have, uh, like, um, fucking... Oh my god, I can't remember his name now. Holy shit, he played... Michael Keaton. Yeah, Michael Keaton play Old Bruce. That would be great. In a Batman Beyond movie. I would fucking put it in the continuity of the Burton movies. That would be... 
cool that he. W- I wouldn't want it to be. Uh, I, I mean, it. Eh, I'm not high on Burton. I don't I'm not like a big Burton guy. So like, I like uh, I like the Batman movies. Batman is great. Beetlejuice is great, and Pee Wee's Big Adventure is great. Yeah, those are great movies. Like, uh, I don't want I don't, him to direct it. <laughs> yeah, I don't want him. I guess it would work kind of because like everything's really futury weird, right? Yeah. Like, there's, like, crazy... There's also, like, jet cars and shit. Like, it's crazy. Like, he explains the comic to us. Okay. Um, I'll just read it. No no offense. (laughs) (laughs) What is this email about? (laughs) We we must have been talking about Batman Beyond. I I feel like this is because at the end of one episode, we jokingly said people could write in about whatever they wanted. Oh, so we wrote in about Batman Beyond? I do love Batman Beyond. I love Batman Beyond. Like, there are only two Batman things I ever got, like, super into. The song is so cool, dude. Oh, yeah. It's really cool. I only got super into Batman the Animated Series and Batman Beyond. That's it. Yeah, Batman Beyond was like the methadone. Because, like, after Batman, both incarnations of the animated series were done. Like, we needed more Batman. Oh, yeah. Put it right into my fucking veins. I love when uh, Batman's all old. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, I'm a miserable fuck. (laughs) I, I fucking love when Superman shows up and he just looks almost the same except he, he has, has white in his hair <laughs> he has a little gray yeah he's a little gray uh i'm gonna go ahead and skip to anyway <laughs> now that i'm back to being hyped up on toasted nerd rage time to direct it towards tenderizing some porg cutlets for the hot chicken style sliders we'll be selling porgs you're selling porgs before oh, i get back to the kitchen to annoy the crew with more gripes i just wanted to know have you ever committed to a piece of media that didn't start out great but then it ended up getting worse over time but you still suck, stuck with it just to see where it was going? Ooh, that's a good question. And what were the moments in it that almost made you give up on the whole thing? Uh, discovery aside... Um, mm, that's true. There's, there's been a few. Uh, you're you're going to crucify... People are going to be so mad at me. Uh, Do it. Um, what's it called? Fucking the, the show about meth. And oh, Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad. Like, I watched, like, the first couple episodes, and I was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I was like, all right. I watched the first two episodes, and I was like, man, I'll yeah. come back to this. And I yeah, never we'll, get, we'll, get, we'll get there, right? That's I don't exactly. know if it's good or bad, because I only watched two episodes, so I, just, I don't really I, have I an think, opinion. I think that was mostly, like, fandom ruining it for me, which is not fair. It's not no, fair to but do. I mean, it's hard not to let that happen sometimes also uh walking dead is similar (laughs) like i watched the first two seasons of walking dead and i was like into it i watched the first like five seasons of walking dead and then i was like i'm totally good we don't need to watch this anymore i felt that way like uh, like near the end of season three like i watched season one and season two maybe halfway through season three i was like this is the same shit every episode so (laughs) tedious like it's fucking never it'll never end it'll fucking never it got to a point where like i was like i like two characters on this show (laughs) i don't like any of them i hate all of them like i liked glenn i think yeah glenn's dead and his wife She's not dead? And they didn't die at that point. Spoilers, no. I guess, for a show. Yeah, well, whatever. Who cares? It's not. That's not what this podcast is about, so fuck you, I guess. Yeah, so don't listen. I don't know. Fucking shut up. <laughs> I, I do another podcast called Rider Club Radio that's all about Common Rider, and so I was absolutely... The whole premise of the show is that we watch the newest show as it airs. Yeah. 
and we did a show every week because the show was weekly where we talked right. about the show. And um, I did not foresee the negative consequences of this setup. Mm-hmm. This show called Common Rider Ghost started, and we had high hopes for it. And <laughs> it was the fucking shittiest version of that show I've ever seen. That's uh, I thought that we way. were trapped. We had yeah. to watch it. That's kind of how we did with Discovery, you and yeah. I, where we were like, oh no, we have to do this shit. <laughs> and it was like... Yeah. It was catharsis almost that like every week we got to get together and shit on the Complain show about it, but we still had to watch it. I used to hate that with like Power Rangers when they would you know get the new season and it was all new. It's like it sucks, man. Like like with with Common Rider, they've been doing like every season. Like they do fifty two episodes of a show and it's one story. Yeah, and then the yeah. next series is like a completely unrelated story that has like a lot of the same tropes and stuff that's like the like the british way of making a show but like in reverse almost because like british shows last like maybe five episodes that's true it is the exact reverse of that (laughs) and then in japan they're like i think we could get 72 good episodes out of this for the most part like i love common writer i love like a lot of tokusatsu like they don't get 52 good episodes no it's they it's get impossible. like 34 good episodes yeah, it's like impossible man and um common writer ghost had zero good episodes and i had to watch it for a fucking year did <laughs> yeah 52 jesus did they uh did, was there a part when common writer was a ghost, common writer ghost, and then he goes and he does the pottery pl- mill with, with. No, I waited fifty-two fucking episodes for that. It didn't ah, even happen. What's the What's the name of the song? Unchained Melody. Yeah, that plays. Um, really, it was mostly uh, a bunch of characters I didn't like mugging for the camera for fucking thirty minutes at a time while I had to sit there. <laughs> I've got I've got a line in a DVD movie and I'm gonna have it. <laughs> so yeah, I was literally trapped for a year watching a show I didn't. That's like. horrible, man. I there's a few like thankfully though with Netflix it's really easy to just be like fuck it, right? Yep. Like who cares, right? So there's there's a few sh- shows like on Netflix I've abandoned. I I started watching um back when it was first on that show uh Lily Hammer, which is like uh, a Netflix show about a mobster who gets uh, witness relocated to Norway. I don't know that one. It was on for like two seasons, and like it was kind of like Sopranosy kind of, but it was just like not great. And I was like, yeah, I don't care. And I stopped watching it. And then they canceled it because it wasn't very good. I'm really, I'm not much to keep doing something I don't like. I don't yeah, really me neither. do that very much. Yeah, I don't. I, I'm, I'm the same way. If it doesn't make me feel comfortable, like especially entertainment, like I just don't do it. It's like you only have so much time in your life, right? Yeah, I'm not wasting like, it watching Lily Hammer. Like, if I'm in the middle of a book and I'm not enjoying it, yes. I'll just throw it off to the side. Hell, I'm not dealing with that shit. Hell yes. Hell I, yes. Like, I had high hopes. If I have high hopes for something, I'm more likely to give it more of a chance and like keep trying to get right. into it. Right. But uh, I'll still drop it at a certain point. There are a lot of comics that I got like real excited for. Like They're like, here's this great idea for a story and then i read it and it's like garbage yeah that's comics though right comics is a grab bag really yeah, like it's, it's, hit or it's miss. like any other type of media where like 
you're really rolling the dice if you pick up something blind. Right. And the problem with, like, mainstream comics is that they've just been, like, recycling the same stories and characters for, like, 80 years. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And, like, Mm. stories are, like... I don't think you have to end a story. I think it's better if it does. Yeah. But uh, you gotta do something to keep it fresh. Yeah, you have to, like, make a... There needs to be, like, a line of demarcation, right? You need to, like, say, like, okay, this is the end of this. Like, you ha- I think you have to. Because, like, at that point, like, we're just into, like... Like, I know, I like, I talk about, like... River, River, Riverdale, right? Yeah, I talk about that a lot, but like it's like an Archie comic where now it's just like every week is just another dumb thing, and it's like where's the, wait, what happened to the story? Like where did the the story's gone? It's time for syndication, bitch. Where did it go? <laughs> like what happened? Like it went away. Comics are like looked down on as a media pretty heavily. Oh yeah, and it's probably because like the big two mainstream comics mostly just make like really disposable type of stories where it's Mm -hmm. like I don't know like the Joker's escaped and he's gonna kill like a million people right how many more times can this happen and it gets it gets tiresome but every now and then there's still like a really great story that comes out yeah um but I don't stick with it if it sucks (laughs) That's probably it's easy with comics too because you can just not go buy them. Yep, and they are like four dollars, four dollars each. So yeah. yeah, it's like crazy, which is nuts. Like I'm much more of a graphic novel collecting, like collection type guy. Yeah, where it has like the full fine. story in it. Yeah, I have the Invincible one of that. That's a great comic. Invincible yeah, it's is. good. Like um, I'll recommend uh, Tom King and Mitch Jared's. Miracle, uh, Mr. Miracle came out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, last Wednesday, actually, in trade paperback. And that story is a mind fuck. That's awesome. Like, the art in it is amazing, and it has this, like, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, unreliable narrator mm-hmm. to it. Like, the way the story is told is, like, completely unreliable to the reality of what's actually happening in the story. That's cool. So you have to, like, figure out what's real and what what's isn't. What's real. That's and, sweet. Uh, it's also, like, a bunch of different metaphors for growing up and, like, like having to take responsibility for yourself as an adult. Is there a Blink-182 song break? Yes. I guess this is growing up. <laughs> Like, he's been an adult forever or whatever, but, like, it's the most human story. Like, he... His wife is, like, Big Barda, who's, like, this, like, gigantic muscle woman. Oh, yeah. And she's fucking awesome. But, like, uh, they've been married in comics forever, and she finally, like, gets pregnant by accident. By accident, sure. And it's, like... uh, You know how it happened, guys. (laughs) Well, they do show them having sex in the comic. Does the is there P and V? Is it like porn? No, it's not porn. It's very oh. tastefully done. Although, like, artfully he's, done. Mister Miracle's thing is that he's like the the universe's greatest escape artist, <laughs> and he couldn't escape his jizz out of there. Though. So he um he likes getting tied up for sex. Oh yeah yeah yeah. And, of course he does. Mixing uh, work and pleasure. Hell yeah. But he um. <laughs> That's a, not a very good idea. That's <laughs> what TV tells me. <laughs> but like he has to face the responsibility of like 
him be he has to be a father now. Yeah. Can't and escape he's that also one, like, can you? There's also a whole like thing about like depression in it and like how you deal oh, with depression. Awesome. It's Well like, here's the thing, here's my experience. You just you don't and then it comes back every so often and you're just living with it forever. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> Go on. <laughs> um Michael K. finishes his email that we were supposed to be reading with, Thanks for making the hot, sweaty hours in the kitchen a bit more bearable. I'll get back to you guys on how the festival goes. Fingers crossed we're not flying into a fire festival situation here. Oh, fuck, dude. I didn't watch that shit, but I oh didn't my watch God. it either, but I've heard I, about it. I, like, kind of can't. Because, like, I, I've, like, not... I don't want to say, like, I've lived, like, experiences like that, but I've... Like, I think we've all worked for people who uh, would exhibit similar qualities, right? Like, Mm. it would cause some post-traumatic stress in me, I think. (laughs) Because I've been around some fake-ass fucks who have been like... I've not watched it because I don't care. (laughs) Yeah, that too. I've been watching uh, Umbrella Academy, and it's Oh, I want to watch that because I've read the comic. It's so good. The comic is fucking amazing. You know it's by Gerard Way from My Chemical Romance. I did not know that. He also, um, he's like, I don't like My Chemical Romance. He's a mutt, to me he's like, light years better as a comic book writer than he ever was in a band a band yeah he did um uh umbrella academy but he also did a doom patrol run which is yeah. fucking amazing yeah he's married to Lindsay from mindless self-indulgence and she is like just the greatest <laughs> i did not know that <laughs> yeah it's news like, to me. It, there's a fun fact, some fun band facts for you, and like mindless self-indulgence, like makes fun of my chemical romance all the time, <laughs> and I think I think it's like on purpose, right? Probably. Like, it's a little as, dig, because like dig. I think she's uh, Jimmy the singer. I think she's his cousin. I think is how that works. It's a family band. Yeah, it's they're all everyone's related. Until next time, Trek boys. Michael K, husband of the mask. Product curator and menu developer, Space and Sea Food Provisions, USS Bacchus. Cool name. Looks like a party. Like a party ship. It's Endless Party Ship. Wine ship. Our next email Mm -hmm. is from uh, Henry. Henry. Who says, Dear Commander Henderson and Captain Pennington. Wait, hold a fucking phone. Wait a minute. I outrank you, bitch. Hold. All right. What? You know what? Fine. I am an academy student who has been assigned for some years to the USS Sousa as her chief cultural and morale officer. Oh, nice. Spare time is few and far between. Uh, he put in parentheses, I'm in a college brass band that tours a lot, is what I'm trying to get the at. The Sousa, the Sousa, yeah. I have recently begun watching the historical footage of the various Enterprise ships in Deep Space Nine because of your transmissions. Mm-hmm. I find myself using a watch list due to my lack of time to analyze all the historical footage. Yeah. I wanted to ask, one, is the footage of the Discovery era really as bad as they say? <laughs> yes. In, in our opinion, yeah. It's it's weak. It's weak. It's a weak premise. A little, little weak. It's just... There, prequelitis. There is a, it's prequelitis. Oh, yeah. There's a definite delineation for me between... G- like great trek and bad trek 
The valley is large. And Bad Trek is JJ Trek, and that's exactly yeah. where Discovery sits. Yeah, it does. It's. I yeah. mean, I've heard I mean, from people that the second season gets better, but I fucking heard from people that the first season got better, got and better you lied too. like motherfuckers. It gets actually worse? Yeah, <laughs> it does get worse. Because there's the mirror universe, which is like the clichéiest, fucking crotchiest ass fucking shit. Bottom of the barrel reference uh, material it's shit. It's like fucking for idiots. Uh, question two: Is the footage from Voyager really considered the worst of the main series? I ask this because Voyager was actually my introduction to Starfleet when I was a kid. So I maybe think it's a lot just of people, nostalgia. I think a lot of people. Their first introduction is Voyager, and there's there's a definite, like, uh, reverent... Like, people really like Voyager, I think, for that. And I think that that's fine. Like, if you're starting with Voyager, it just gets better. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, that's not me, like, shitting on Voyager. I, but I, I really do think, like, critically, like, the shows other than Voyager are better. So, like... Yes. But Voyager is definitely... We say it all the time, and we just did the episode on Voyager. It's Star Trek. Like, it definitely is Star Trek, so... It is in the camp of good Star Trek to me. Yes, yes. It's the, it's the least good of the Star Trek. Right, there had to be a least good, right? They all couldn't be... I mean, it's t- I mean, I guess there could be if it was a perfect world. Yeah. They all could be as good, as, but they're not. I guess Star Trek V is worse than Voyager. There's Star Trek V is worse than Voyager. There are some of the movies that are worse than Voyager. Star Trek Three is worse than Voyager, honestly. Yeah, because it's just the end of two. It's just like here's what happened at the end of two, right? Like that bothers. Even, I think that bothers you more than me. But I, I think, I, I, think it does, I might yeah. agree that Voyager is better than it anyway. It's just like it didn't need to be a movie. Like we didn't need. Gotta movie. make that money. But it leads to four though, so that's good. Four so, is like, amazing. I don't, I don't know what to think about it. Four was my favorite for such a long time oh, until I finally is... decided six was my favorite. Thank you. You're you. Thank you, Jeff. <laughs> thank you for having my opinion, Jeff. Thanks for being right. <laughs> um, hopefully those answered your questions. Yeah, I think we kind of answered them. Sincerely, Lieutenant Commander Henry Torbert, Chief Morale Officer, USS John Philip Sousa. Thank you, Henry. Um, Henry, you called yourself an academy student, and yet you're listed as lieutenant commander, and you also work on a starship. Maybe he's in year, like, three. They give him those pips. He's in year 87. (laughs) He's like Van Wilder. (laughs) Um, I like that we got some uh, rank-ups. We got promoted. We got promoted. Uh, I got yes. promoted a little bit more, apparently. Some of us promoted more, yeah. I don't really know. Oh, they're after me. They're, the cops are coming. <laughs> Captain Pennington. <sighs> Sounds good, doesn't it? It does. It just rolls off the tongue. Right, Commander? It sure does, Captain. <laughs> I love this new paradigm we've walked into. <laughs> uh, we're actually both ensigns, Henry. <laughs> yeah. Ensigns. Yeah. yeah. We're the keg at. Now we're equal again. <laughs> Fuck you, Jeff. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get fucked up. Our next email is from Lieutenant Commander Nicholas McCaskey. That's a fucking Star Trek name if I ever heard one. It definitely is. It's titled Trek Boys. Oh, hello. Hello, you beautiful boys. <laughs> Thank you. Hello. Oh, I'm blushing. Oh, my God. My <laughs> penises are erect. I have just finished coitus with my new girlfriend, and that made me think of you guys. 
Thanks, dude. I'm glad High that we're five. I'm glad that we're on your mind. Good work, I guess. While she's not that into TNG, she dislikes Discovery, which makes me think she has some good judgment. Yeah, you should probably marry her. She you ha- did have sex with her, so it is mandated. You have to marry her now. <laughs> she has nice boobies and a great butt, so I figured you guys would support that. I mean, I mean, I would hope that you would think that, being as you just, you know, had sex. I mean, those are things that you should think about somebody, probably, that you are putting your wiener inside. I hope that she listens to this and gets all yeah. those compliments. Yes, yeah, I hope that she hears this. I'm working on her appreciating the show we all love. She's mm-hmm. all sexed out, so fell asleep early and first, <laughs> into first contact, but liked watching Emissary, so I call that a win. This is like the fucking lewdest ass shit. This dude is like, yo, I, I, guys, I totally had sex. I totally stop had not sex. believing me. I definitely yeah, had sex. No. I believe. I believe him. I believe him. Pitch it or ditch it. <laughs> sex with my girlfriend. Josh is captain of the space station due to an administrative error and makes Jeff his slave all of every 1960s sitcom. Oh, the tables have turned in this scene. We just said this. This is so weird again. Hilarity ensues until an admiral, let's call him Kevin, comes to announce that it was actually Jeff who was promoted, though only to commander. The final shot is of Josh polishing polishing Jeff's boots while Jeff shrugs at the camera. The tangled webs we weave. When first... We go on shore leave. We decide to treat other people like crap. Uh, pitch it. I'm Sounds gonna, like I'm fun. gonna pitch it if I also lose my promotion to commander at the end of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> like I make him polish my boots and do a bunch of like slave style 1960s shit. Even though I hate using yeah. that word. Yeah. Do a bunch of like now you gotta do my chores shit, and then I yeah. lose my promotion to commander because of it, and we're both left bereft at the end of the episode. Back to square one. See you next week. <laughs> Buy Laramie cigarettes. (laughs) Get those smooth, cool Laramie cigarettes. Doctors say you should smoke nine to ten Laramies a day. It's good for your lungs. It'll clear out the asbestos. With more asbestos. (laughs) It'll get rid of the bad asbestos and put in the good asbestos. And there's like a little 1960s cartoon of bad asbestos dressed as as like a a Native American and like a cowboy shooting. (laughs) That's what it would be. It would be. I didn't make it. That's what it would be. Love you all. Watch out for the Trumps. I hear they might shut down your government. Yep. It might happen again. Eh, probably not. We'll just have to deal with his tyranny now. Signed, Lieutenant. (laughs) Commander Nicholas McCaskey, I got promoted at work of the USS Bitches and Money. <laughs> this dude started out his email basically calling out his girlfriend. Straight up, like, hey guys, I just fucked my girlfriend. Man, what up? That's, that's cool, man. That's, that's good. I'm glad you had coitus <laughs> with your two dicks. Our next email mm-hmm. is from a Boston Sean. Oh, this guy again. Who entitled it 218. That's the email date, probably. Yes, it is the date. And he begins with Turekmos. Big fan of sending in fan emails while in cold medication, then listening to the email being read and being embarrassed by it here. There you go. Well, you learned your lesson. (laughs) This time, I promise I didn't do that. 
Sure. Did you have sex with that guy's girlfriend? Uh oh. So I'm watching Enterprise, and wouldn't you know it, my viewing of Carbon Creek lined up with the podcast. No way. This show is so cool. I love that the Andorians get so much airtime, and I love that one sexy Andorian. Oh, uh, what's her name? Shran. However, <laughs> I can see why Jeff probably didn't get into it. The show is real hard on Vulcans. As much yeah. as Jeff laments that so much new Trek try to take the Utopia out of the Federation, Enterprise takes that from Vulcan society. Hiding yeah, but... a listening post within a holy temple? That sounds like something they would do on the other side of the neutral zone. Yeah, well... I, I guess not every Vulcan can be T'Pon. <laughs> we all can't be T'Pon. I'm, I'm somewhat fine with Vulcans in Enterprise. Like, it's it's growth. As long as the, they learn yeah. and grow by the end of the show, no, it's it, fine. It totally gets, like, yeah. explained. And it, it's the pay- I think the payoff is really well done, honestly. Like, I know it already, but, like... Yeah. Um... The the problem I have with a show when it does something incorrectly is when it's not building towards anything. Right, if it's just random. Like, um... Like Spock being 30... in a mental institution. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it. <clears throat> like, Section 31 is never going to be resolved. No. So it's literally just this weird black mark on well, Star yeah, Trek to me. When you make it when you make Section 31 this like now it's a new villain. Like that's fucking dumb. Like that's lazy bullshit. Like give it a purpose. Like give it what are you saying about Section 31 in the Federation? Like that's what it should be. But instead it's like here they are again those bad guys and yeah, it's like this is fucking Doctor Who at this point. Like they're definitely used that way in Discovery because they're now in Discovery. Section right. 31. Is, that's that's what I was talking about yeah. mainly is that. Like Section yeah. 31 is literally they got away with it. There's no resolution right. that forever they get to do horrible shit behind the scenes of our utopia and we right. just accept it it's yeah and i know you hate that i really don't like that i'm not you a, really I'm not a hate fan. it but it in the original uh section 31 though i think it in my opinion it adds like a little bit of that ds9 like what are we doing well what are we sacrificing right for our for our life well, like, that's like the, this that's the big difference between the things i like about ds9 yes that that does a lot of the same things like the the one i always point out to is the episode where changelings are on earth right and, and we, everyone we have to face the, the horrible shit that we're doing and right. come to terms with it but right. we're never going to face section 31 and come to terms with it Right. And that, I hate that. I absolutely hate that. It's just set dressing now. Yeah, they're, they're, they're a faceless character. They're like, they're like robot villains in a cartoon. Like, you can kill as many of them as you want, right? Like, fuck it. They're literally like set dressing in a, like, video game universe now. Yes. And they were definitely set up to be like a we really have to examine the core foundation of what yes. the federation is but typically and instead, we typically, never get yeah. that yeah typically like they like everything that happens now is like we learned the wrong lesson and jj abrams was like but they have a building in london yeah. <laughs> it's like what but the they fuck? got cool leather outfits and they shoot bigger guns yeah fuck it that's uh, Boston Sean does have a pitch it or ditch it for our consideration. Okay. It's TNG. It's okay. Christmas time and the Enterprise finds itself back at Earth. A perfect Ooh. time for some R&R. 
Will Riker takes a deep breath and, with a little encouragement from Troy, boards a shuttlecraft to Alaska. Oh, jeez. When he arrives at Daddy Riker's door, he's surprised to see Thomas Riker also on the front porch. What the fuck? Oh, I guess I should have expected you. The door swings open and Kyle Riker exclaims, Am I seeing double? Four disappointments? (laughs) (laughs) He's drunk already. The three of them have a very passive-aggressive dinner and Kyle drinks too much. So let me get this straight. You were a transporter accident, and you were just an accident? Damn, that's fucking burn city. I love it. That's a Christmas time level family burn. Holy shit, I never want to see Daddy Riker ever again. <laughs> like, that guy is such a piece of shit. He's shitty. He's like a shitty dad central, dude. Like, the episode tries its damnedest to be like, no, he's your dad. You should give him a chance. No, I hate that shit. But I, I hate I, that I, shit for I one. I hate that shit. Every- Everything. Yeah, and everything, yeah, I agree. But for two, Kyle Riker is an irredeemable piece of shit. He's he left a, a 13-year-old boy to fend for himself in Alaska. Yeah. Like, yeah, there's no coming back from that. Yeah, that's pretty That's pretty bad. Uh, B-plot, Data binge-watches Baywatch. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Are you sure you're not on cold medicine? I anymore? feel like you might be on cold medicine. <laughs> did, you, did you get on that tussin again? Are you oh, tussin in he's it? Tussin. He's on the tussin. <laughs> I gotta go back into my back room and tussin. <laughs> Just drink a bottle of tussin and fucking robo trip my face <laughs> off. Well, I gotta get back to scrubbing the transporter panels. Hope to see you aboard soon. Boston Sean, doing? Petty Transport Officer, USS Tapons Radio Program. Uh, ditch it. I'm I gonna don't know. ditch it. I don't. I agree. See. I don't want to see that guy treat Riker like shit. I hate that guy. I love Riker and hate him. If I wanted to see a dad treat a son like shit, I'd talk to my dad. Yeah. <laughs> well, my dad's dead. So. <laughs> oh, you're lucky. <laughs> <laughs> Our next email. <laughs> the spit take. It's from Phantom Thief Sean Young. Wait, wait, wait. We got another Phantom Sean Thief. Young from from uh, from fucking Blade Runner, it's, Sean Young? That's Sean Young. She's now listening to our podcast. That's, she was so beautiful. Dude, oh, my she's God. Like, in Blade Runner, she's like one oh of the most beautiful women that ever lived. God. You want, like in Blade Runner, you're just like, fuck, you're she's so like, beautiful. She's like angelic looking. She's unbelievably beautiful. And then she went insane. She did lose her mind. She went full Margot Kidder and lost yeah, her fucking mind. Yeah, she went Kidder. That's what Hollywood does to you, though. You just fucking yeah. lose your mind. Especially especially if you're a woman, a woman oh, yeah. and they have like, all those like extra bullshit nightmare shit they have to deal with. Um, so he sent us a little message I'll read to you later if I remember. But okay. he does have a regularly scheduled email. <laughs> okay. It says, hello, fellow spacemans. <laughs> That's spacemans. Last time I shot you guys a message, things were a little out of hand. Some issues with the Ferengi, some missing shipments of things. You know how that goes. Yeah, I, I know. Ferengi. Anyway, that's all been cleared up now. Thank God. Also, you should check trash containment unit 03. There's some inner tubes that are for sure not for a space dune buggy, and I for <laughs> sure didn't smuggle them up there for you. Best not to ask questions. <laughs> Fucking dune buggy! Time to buggy it up! <laughs> Let's get bugged out. It's full on bugged. I'm Let's, bugging for some bugging. Let's go bug chasing. Wait. <laughs> 
<laughs> buggity, buggity, buggity. Let's go dune buggy. As a side That's... note, did you know Phantom Thief Goofus runs a really solid operation? Oh my god. Dude, this is like a fake account Yelp review. <laughs> I really love the owner of this restaurant. Dude totally will have your back if you join up with Cool Crimes Inc. TM. But seriously, don't cross him slash them. You'll see what happens when you stay when you stave a Yeti. St- I'm thinking that's supposed to be star a Yeti. a Yeti. And toss an unarmed individual into their containment crate? Not a pretty sight. <laughs> These guys have so many Yetis. I don't know why. I don't really know what the market for a Yeti is, but whatever. I don't know. The, is Ferengi, it the milk? Ferengi probably like drink the milk for better umonks. Oh man, I bet it's like really disgusting. It's like human milk. I've never uh, had it. I never want to <laughs> have it. Like you, new you mothers can. are always like, "Try my milk," and I'm like, "Nah." Yeah. No. Wait. 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 <laughs> wait. 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 Who? <laughs> this happens to you? New mothers are always like, "It's just breast milk. It's not that bad. You I can mean, try it." Yeah, well, and piss is just like, piss. It's not that bad, but I'm not gonna drink it. Oh, nah. <laughs> you got some freaky friends, dude. That's right. Well, I'm <laughs> off to do some more cool crimes. Next mission seems to be something about a temporal wormhole-based heist. Should be fun. Oh man, that's like Ocean's Eleven level awesome. Wishing you the best, former space smuggler, now phantom thief, Sean Dune Buggy Smuggler Young. <laughs> Dune Buggy Smuggler. Thanks, Sean Young. Thank You're you. so hot. Thank you, Sean Young. Be my GF. Be my GF in 1982. Our next email is uh, unsigned, so I'm going to say it's from Pizza Man. Okay, Pizza Man. From the Discord. Okay. Ahoy, Trek boys. Hello. I'll, dre- he called us Trek buoys. Oh, like also, his email is titled uh, Pizza Emoji Man Emoji. So I think it's signed Pizza Man. <laughs> That's one way to do it. Pictograms. So my original plan was to write in each chapter of that Star Trek Tokyo Pop manga, but it turns out only the first chapter was any good. <laughs> so I had a couple of friends who know very little about Star Trek write a couple episodes. It sort of turned into a full season, so read as many or as few as oh you like. Oh my god. It's time to poop 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 pitch it or ditch it. <laughs> Is this like the 90s Nickelodeon version of pitch it or ditch it? pitch it or or ditch it. What would you do? And instant, I think it was like Duel Master, Yu-Gi-Oh. It's time to do 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 do. Oh dude, Yu-Gi-Oh. Mhm. I never watched it. Yeah. I watched like one episode and I was like, no, I get it. I know friends. I have friends who fucking love you. Of course. But I was never into it. I never got into it either. Uh, Pitch it or ditch it one. An ensign walks in wearing a yellow captain shirt stating that it makes his eyes pop. It does. Kirk gets Pitch jealous it. and sits him down for a half hour real time to explain why he can't wear a yellow shirt. He wouldn't know that already. It's like like the rule. It's like just the way it is. Also, the yellow, the gold shirt yeah. isn't just for a captain. Yeah, could, he could be he could be a, t- a a command. Yeah. The thing is, he had people who don't know Star Trek write these. Oh, I get it. This okay. This wasn't his. Okay. Ditch it. Ditch it. Ditch it. Number two, a Klingon walks into the bridge wearing an ill-fitting red shirt and pants, saying, "Hey guys, it's me, the new Starfleet man." <laughs> so how does this machine work? Where's your intel? He stole the shirt from a man named Craig Smith, but he sharpied it out to say Krath. 
constantly crap. refers to the fact that he is in fact human and wears a stick on mustache. You don't have to worry about me being the spy because I helped you find the dead crew member. <laughs> the episode ends with Spock narrowing his eyes and you think he knows, but he just shakes his head and the episode ends. He stays on his crew for the rest of the season in the background. No speaking roles, but his ranks keep increasing. I'm pitching this I'm fucking I'm pitching hard. that hard. That's the fucking hilarious. I just love the, the fry squint as Spock. I just picture that. And then the episode ends. I pitched that one for sure. That was great. Uh, next, the crew find the stripper planet, and the male members of the crew are intrigued to investigate, but the women don't want to. But it turns out it's run by a Klingon, and the women like his two dicks that are holstered <laughs> in a special pair of pants. Holstered? <laughs> when he goes to the tailor, which side do you dress, sir? Both. Both. <laughs> uh, stripper planet? That's like every original Star Trek planet. It's, it's kind true. of a stripper planet. It's like hippie planet, but they all yeah. dress like strippers anyway. Yeah, they all dress like maybe they're dancing in cages. <laughs> I don't know. I'll, I'll pitch that. That's equal opportunity fucking for everybody. Yeah, I'll, I'll check that out. I'll check out a two dicks. <laughs> um, three, Kirk turns into a dog, but no one notices. Kirk seems pitch quiet it. today. I wonder what's up. Pitch it. Uh, I'll pitch that. I like dogs. <laughs> I like both of those things. Kirk gets a new hairstyle, and it's a regular episode, but every so often he subtly motions to his hair, but no one notices, and he gets slightly miffed. <laughs> that could have actually happened in the show. That might There might be footage of that, right? Probably. Jeez. He's like, check out my new toupee. And they're like, oh, God. Yes, uh, I'm going to yes, shotgun right. through some of these short ones. Yeah. Honey, I shrunk the crew. The crew accidentally hits a button on alien tech and hijinks ensue as they shrink. That's already an episode of Deep Space Nine. Kirk throws a temper tantrum because Kathy's a stupid bitch, so the crew locks him in his room until he calms down. He goes to bed without supper. <laughs> Kathy. <laughs> is that a comic reference? Like, what is... I, I, Kathy the comic character? Is there like a Kathy? Isn't there a Kathy? <laughs> there like, is. Like a comic She's the group? one that always goes, Arg! That's her, yeah, yeah. Uh, Kirk gets addicted to crack. Okay. Kirk is sent to couples therapy with the Enterprise. Mm. <laughs> Kirk wakes up one day and thinks the Enterprise looks odd and asks people if it looks alright, and they agree it's fine, but one instant says, I don't know, it kind of looks like a dick and balls. And then the rest <laughs> of the episode, Kirk is trying to reshape it so it looks marginally like a wing-wang. <laughs> marginally? What? Alright. Um, Kirk is roped into a Klingon pyramid scheme after clicking on a sketchy link in an email and loses the Enterprise so the crew have to steal it back. There's already an episode of Futurama. But <laughs> Kirk starts working out and it gets out of hand. He gets super jacked and shames anyone who thinks they can lift more than him. <laughs> that just sounds like him. A two hour special finale. Craig Smith wasn't dead. He was stuffed in a locker and just woke up. He steps onto the bridge and accuses Krath of stealing his identity. Kirk orders the crazy man off the bridge and apologizes to Krath. I love. We're gonna end on the callback. That's the that's a pitch it on the callback. Spock checks the ship registry and edits Craig Smith to say Krath. The camera zooms in on Krath's face as he smiles knowingly. Time skip one week and we see Krath sitting in the captain's chair wearing the yellow shirt as he commands the ship. They to cling all on think territory. it's the yellow shirt. He they all think the, it's the yellow shirt. He looks towards the camera and winks. Finn. Fucking yes, pitch that shit. <laughs> the fucking yellow captain shirt. I like how that's the thing. <laughs> oh man. Oh my god. That's it's a fucking... that's a pitch. 
That's a hard pitch. Send in more of these. <laughs> that should be like another segment we do. We just like get people to ask their friends like what do you like write a quick byline or like like a log line for a Star Trek episode though they've never seen it. That'd be great. <laughs> I like the mom Star Trek thing too that Boston Sean did. That was really funny. That was hilarious. That was so great. more of that. Ask that dude's who mom is fucking Trek. hilarious. She's great. <laughs> um, speaking of moms, our next email is from Tapon. <laughs> oh, mom's home. It is entitled Request for Aid. Oh my god. Ensign Pennington. Everything takes so long with him. Ensign Henderson. This is Tapon. By now, you are aware of where I am from. Sigh? He sighs? I, I mean, I, yeah, yeah, I mean, we know where oh you're from. Oh my god, he sighed. He did a sigh. Maybe he's just breathing. Vulcans can't sigh. I am afraid you have completely missed the point of T'Pol's story. T'Pol's story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this was a cautionary tale against visiting Earth. In the age in which T'Pol was active, the full extent of the dangers of living amongst humans was not understood. We now know that prolonged exposure to human society erodes the discipline we practiced for decades. Even Ambassador Spock was known to make decisions based on emotional response rather than infallible logic. Mm -hmm. Very few Vulcans have demonstrated true mastery over the human influence. Commander Tuvok is amongst one and is a personal mentor of mine. (laughs) Your own perspective on the story was predictable, but nevertheless entertaining. You're welcome, Tapan. Thanks, asshole. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's a very Vulcan compliment of you. I have an unrelated request for you two. Okay. Hotin has been gone for over a month, and for the past two weeks, no one has been able to reach him. Last we knew, he was recreating on Ryza. (laughs) Oh, he's recreating already. He's recreating all over some girls. (laughs) My duties are becoming difficult. Last week, I played Moonlight Sonata in D minor and attributed it to being in C major. I have been unable to discuss this with my mother, and I am sure you noticed during last night's broadcast, I went over my show's allotted time by nearly 30 seconds. Oh my god, I bet you fucking sucked at that cool out that they do in the radio where they like time it right. Man. To the next song. He, I bet you sucked at he's that. He's falling apart, dude. 30 seconds? That's a D minor? It's a C major? It's not even the same fucking sound. He's <laughs> lost it. C major is totally different. Fortunately, the remainder of the Targ pack was late as usual, but it is a matter of professional pride that I end my show precisely when Hotin's morning flyby featuring Hotin and his Targ pack, Au, begins. <laughs> It does look thing. <laughs> Will you please host this morning show until we find a suitable host? If it's th- just this show and we don't have to do extra work, <laughs> definitely. I have instructed Mo Latinum to set course toward your satellite. <laughs> Fucking Mo Latinum. If you can forego your important penile research for two hours each morning, it would be uh, of great assistance to myself. I don't really get started until two hours in. It's true. He mostly just fondles until then. There's so many dicks to fondle. Like, there's a galaxy full of dicks out there. He he mostly uses our uh, holodeck for dick fondling. It's all work. He's This man is all work, no play. It's science, man. You gotta have a control dick and then an experimental <laughs> dick. I've been the experimental dick a few times. You're the control now. I can 
I can feel your dick in the dark. <laughs> and you have. And I do. <laughs> <laughs> the show will be yours, and you may rename it if you wish. There are two things you should be made aware. Captain uh-huh. Drac of the SS Battleaxe has been calling every hour since Earth Holiday Valentine's Day, <laughs> requesting Pat Benatar. So if you accept, please be prepared to play Love is a Battlefield often. He thinks it's a literal song about love being on a literal (laughs) battlefield. Of course, that's Drake's favorite song. Of course. That's a great song, though. It is a great song. Nothing wrong with Pat Benatar. Also, one of the members of the Targ Pack, a particularly irksome human named Wesley Crusher, is not fond of you. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Fucking, I refuse now. Yeah, now I don't want to do it. <laughs> I have made it clear to him, however, that I am offering the show to you too due to your experience with broadcasting. You will be his supervisor and can dismiss him at any time. Can I dismiss him from the mortal coil? I'm going to dismiss him into space. Yeah, dismiss his soul from his body. <laughs> Sorry, I f- Katra. <laughs> I feel I should warn you. I am not Commander Tuvok. This will be Hmm. my ship, and I will not succumb to your human reputation. Okay. Also, (laughs) if you are aware of where Hoteen or a certain Kathy is located, please (laughs) inform the Romulan Empire as they will not cease calling us. Please consider my request. Live long and prosper. Tapon, Tapon's radio program, Hoteen's morning flyby featuring Hoteen and his Targ Pack, Oh, uh, <laughs> USS Tapon's radio program. Um, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna snitch on Hoteen as much as he's an no. asshole. I'm not. I, snitches get stitches. I'm not. Narcan. Yeah, I'm not trying. We don't even use stitches anymore, but they do get them still. Snitches get imager stitches. Stitches get uh dermal regenerated. Doesn't flow as well. What what do we have to do to host this show? I mean, I don't really know. I'm not going to say yeah, because I don't know what it means. Yeah. I'm Just gonna, play this part of the show. Yeah, Just I'm going to rename the show. You said I was allowed to rename it. I'm going to yeah. rename it M-Class Email. Nice. And I'm firing the whole Targ pack. Two birds, one stone. And it's just me and Josh reading these emails. <laughs> Damn. We, so, yeah, sure. We did it. Great. We're, You're welcome. Uh, what's his name? Tapon. <laughs> Thank you, Tapon, for giving us this great new show that we're doing right yeah, now. Yeah. It's a wonderful opportunity to be on your Targ Pack Awu. Awu. Who do you think our last email of the night's from? Oh, I bet it's from uh, Rich. It is from Rich. It's called. Oh, it's God. titled "Here Goes." Dot dot dot. Oh no! Now this is a story all about how two <laughs> two dudes turned a dune buggy upside down. This doesn't gonna work, Rich. <laughs> it doesn't gonna work. <laughs> now this is a story all about how two dudes turned a dune buggy upside down. Uh-huh. And I'd like to take a minute to record a log and tell you how their princely careers were turned into frogs. <laughs> all right. I'm out. <laughs> In Starfleet Academy, they completed their studies. This doesn't work. That's <laughs> too many syllables. Klingon Anatomy, where these boys became buddies. 
<laughs> the establishment didn't seem to like their faces. They were just too cool in all the wrong places. All right, that's amazing. Great job. Then you a, brought it back. Then a couple of Nausicans who were up to no good started buggy races in their neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> Nausicans are always doing that. <laughs> they got in one little flip and Necheyev got scared. <laughs> Said your man in that satellite in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> Amazing fucking bitch they sped to they sped to M at warp seven or eight and the pilot kicked them out to meet their fate. <laughs> but they enjoy their new home despite Necheyev's ploys to sit on their thrones as the trekkest of boys. Damn, alright. I'm mean, that was great. I'm oh, on man. board now. I couldn't make great. it fit the rhyming scheme, but it was still great. It's tough. There's a lot of there's there's a lot. Yeah, so that was the thing. Big fan of unnecessary intros here. <laughs> I can't. He's doing a different one every week. I appreciate that. I counted wrong. This is season eight, episode ten of TNG. Buckle up, Jeff. I wrote this one with you in mind. Oh God, what's it gonna be about, oh Vulcans? It's gonna be boobies in this one. <laughs> well, I like them. I like butts too. Hopefully, there's some of those. I like butts more than boobies. So. I, I think I might too, honestly. I mean, yeah, because you're a man of taste. That's right. Boobies can be anything. Like, I don't even care what boobies look like, but a, a fine butt, ooh, it's tough to come by. Even white boys got to shout. <laughs> <laughs> Turn around, stick it out, let me see that nasty butt. <laughs> Hell yeah. Following the destruction of the Enterprise-D, the crew are without a ship for the first time in eight years. Mm-hmm. This has been tough on all the crew, but none more than Beverly and, and Deanna. Why? Their was pati- all their stuff in it? Their patients were a large part of their lives. Oh, he explains it. And with the crew, <laughs> it's weird. He explained it in the next sentence. <laughs> and with the crew dispersed to new postings, they find themselves at a crossroads in their careers. See you at the crossroads. 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 See you at the crossroads. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. <laughs> Fucking love that song. Hell yeah, you do. It is a double loss for Dr. Crusher, who has also lost the home she saw her son. Don't worry, no Wesley guest spot. Mature in. Mm. She feels lost and has written a letter resigning her commission. Do stupid idiot. You never leave Starfleet. They're gonna make another one. Deanna visits Beverly in her new home and asks her to come along in a diplomatic mission that Starfleet security are sending her on. Mm-hmm. Beverly is initially reluctant, but Deanna says she needs a friend to come along with her. They're opening formal relations on the Gorn home world. Oh, we're gonna get some Gorn blinks. Fucking Gorn blinks. Gorn blinks. Put them Gorn blinks in. <laughs> gimme, gimme, gimme them Gorn blinks. Blinky, blinky, blinky. Blink, blink, blink. <laughs> it makes that noise every time they play. Blink. <laughs> Cartoon blink. That's. Blink. Very distracting. Please stop. Stop blinking. I have to. My eyes need water. (laughs) It's titled Savior. Ooh. Troy and Crusher find themselves traveling to Gornar aboard the USS Wellington, led by by Andorian Captain Danix, Mm. which is a great fucking name, Danix. Danix is cool. He tells them that despite being a violent, savage race, the Gorn have opened communications with the Federation via their new civilian government. Their new leader is less temperamental than some of his predecessors and is seeking to expand the hegemony's interests beyond conflict. Okay. Danix is understandably suspicious. I would be too. Uh, that's You're an Andorian at heart, I feel. Yeah, no, for sure. 
Arriving on Gornar, Deanna and Bev are invited to meet and greet with the new Gorn government, but Gorn raiders attack the meeting place and kidnap Beverly. No! My doctor! My doctor! How am I going to get my dick implants put in? (laughs) I mean medicine. I mean doctor stuff. (laughs) She's taken to another camp where a female Gorn captain ushers her into a tent. Oh, are there female Gorn? That's a good question. She has a venomous hatred for Starfleet, but needs a doctor for her mate. Do you see what he did there? That was clever. That's good. That's good. Uh, She needs a doctor for her mate, the previous leader of the Gorn named Coleus. Ooh. Coleus is fatally ill, and Gorn culture dictates that the weak must die. There aren't even any Gorn doctors. Fucking Gorn. But Coleus was fit and healthy until recently, and had made great strides into uniting the warring tribes of Gorn under one banner. He was poisoned. It's hard to believe that he wasn't targeted by an enemy. Yeah, because they're all lizards. Fucking cold-blooded hobgoblins. (laughs) Green blood, green blood. (laughs) Back at camp, the Gorn civilian government explains that Coleus' tribe have always opposed outside influences. That he believes to survive on their own is the way of the strong. Captain Danix voices his disdain of people like Coleus to Deanna and says that if they can locate Beverly, they can help their new allies set things right. Deanna is concerned by Danix's eagerness to interfere in Gorn politics. Hmm. Coleus is a belligerent patient to Beverly to deal with, prideful and arrogant, referring to her as weak for caring when she should kill him as an enemy of the Federation. Damn. He wears a strip of gold in his Gorn wrappings, and Beverly asks what it is. Unfolding it, he reveals the command insignia of an old Starfleet uniform. Oh, it's from when they went on the thing. His great-grandfather took it from the villainous Kirk. Damn. He admits that he would rather kill every Gorn on the planet rather than see them allied with the Federation. Fuck, dude. In treating him, Beverly finds out that he's been poisoned. Called it. Of course. Fucking Josh called it. Of course. With the help of the civilian government, Danix and Deanna locate Coleus' camp and plan a rescue. Troy starts to think Danix is more eager to find the Gorn than their comrade, but he dismisses her suspicions and sends her back to the Wellington. Hmm. Beverly explains that the prison in Coleus' system... The poison in Coleus' hmm. system isn't from Gornar. And Coleus tells her of an outsider who came to see him months ago. An Andorian. What? When Beverly tells him Danix is here on the planet negotiating with the new government, Coleus says she has a choice. Cure him and watch any hope for the Gorn Federation peace perish with the civilian government or let him die and taint her precious Federation ideals. Whoa. Danix and his team invade the compound, but Coleus is nowhere to be found. Suddenly, the tribe ambush the rescue party, and a newly reinvigorated Coleus is a leader. Damn, dude, this dude's crazy. The team look like they're about to die, but Troy arrives with another security team to take Danix into custody. She used her diplomatic clearance to find the evidence in the ship's computer that Danix's family were killed years ago in a Gorn raid. Fucking Danix. We got one Andorian and he's a bad guy. Fucking Danix. Danix. Coleus initially refuses to let them go, spoiling for a fight, but Beverly bargains the safe release of the Starfleet officers in exchange for her silence about treating him. Not wanting Mm. to appear weak to his tribe, he agrees, but not before fatally wounding Danix. 
Oh, bye, Danix. <laughs> R.I.P. Danix. <laughs> it was fun knowing you. <laughs> Back on the Wellington, Beverly confides that she couldn't let the Gorn die, regardless of what it meant for the lasting peace with the Gorn. Mm-hmm. Troy comforts her, saying that if she saw sacrificing one life as a bargaining chip for peace, she'd be no better than Danix. Yeah, it's no not Federation. That's not how we do. Beverly deletes her resignation letter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she back. Fuck, yeah, my favorite doctor back in the doctor seat. Mm. She's a redhead, so I'd like to look at her butt. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. I mean, these are just these are just pitches. They're always going to be pitches. There's yeah, these no way they're not going to be a pitch. These are great. Some Gorn shit? Fuck yeah. Some Andorians? Fuck yes. Fuck yeah. Sigh. Some Beverly Crusher? Oh my god. Always on board for some Bev. <sighs> Sigh. The Gorn really should have been in more episodes, shouldn't they? Yes. yes. Same with Andorians. Fuck yeah. The Gorn are weird. Like, so like in like expanded universe shit, the Gorn like and the Federation like kind of get along well. Well, until, they stay like, out of each other's hair. Yeah. Like they have like trade like treaties and stuff though really yeah like well, so they trade i guess like, that makes sense in a way because like the first diplomatic meeting of gorn and federation is kirk and the gorn yeah where they saw eye to eye finally and understood right. each other like they kind of get it right yeah. like but they kind of are like it's not great like it's like tenuous and like not not very good <laughs> I love that the Gorn is called the Gorn Hegemony. I love that name. I know, it's fucking awesome. In uh, ESO, they're... uh, uh, Not ESO, in uh, STO, sorry. Uh, They're, like, with the Klingons. Yeah. So, like... And like one of the one of the ministers is Gorn, and he's like fucking huge. He's like like nine foot tall. He's huge. That's awesome. Fucking, I would. (laughs) If I get back into playing STO, I might play as a Gorn. It's fun. That's why I asked if there were female Gorns, because in the game there aren't female Gorns. Well, in season eight of there Star are Trek female TNG, I'm all about Gorn. making a female Gorn. I'm just, I'm just Hell saying. Yeah. He says, "Okay, till next time." My two favorite lizard people signed Rich, Chief Tooth Extractor at the Cardassian <laughs> prison satellite Snake Nazi. <laughs> One word: Snake Nazi. <laughs> It just translates to snake Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking snake Nazis. Thanks for that email, Rachel. That is all the emails we have for this episode of Amplified. That was a good email. episode. I, that was fun. They're always good episodes. I know. I always say that this one was good, but they're all this good. This one was good. The other ones were shit. What was yeah, this one made us? the other ones look like dog shit. Don't even listen to them. I'm just kidding. Listen to them. Listen to them all, please. Be a patron. That's right. You could be a patron over at patreon.com slash mclasspodcast where for as little as a dollar for as little as a dollar Gotcha. I'd buy that for a dollar. <laughs> for as little as a dollar you could get <laughs> this podcast you're listening to now a week early. Fuck dude. That's you, like almost seven days early. You get oh, almost seven days early. You get Access to the M-Class Discord full of people like Rich, who are full of fucking creative awesomeness, and they're just Mm -hmm. pals forever in there. Go join them. It's fun. And you get a bunch of wallpapers of all the episode art. Yeah. Plus, we do other stuff occasionally, too. Yes. That's just for a dollar. That's what you get for a dollar. Oh, that's what you get for a dollar. But if you do more, you get more things. I don't think you get the episode early for a dollar. I'm not sure. 
Maybe two dollars. I don't know. I don't know. Is you it five? Get, you get things. You get it's all not, this shit. It's not like we control this or anything. <laughs> it's it's not about what you get in return. It's about supporting people you love. Yeah, we get allowed to do this. Like I get to eat food before we do the show, which makes me funnier. That's right. Also, if you didn't support us with your money, we would both be dead and then mm-hmm. wouldn't be able to make the podcast There wouldn't be a show. It would just be our skeletons sitting here silently. <laughs> and just who's going to upload the silence? We're both who's gonna, skeletons. Who's going to edit? Skeletons can't edit, stupid. They don't have muscles. They're too dead to edit. More like dead it. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for tuning in, though. If you'd like your email read on the air, you can shoot us a message at uh, mclassemail at gmail.com. It can be about anything. It can be about uh, Batman Beyond. Please (laughs) don't send us a synopsis to a comic book. Yeah, because I might want to read it. Um, If you do, do it like the guy who did that did and have other content in your email as well. Yes. So I can skip it like an asshole. But also just send us whatever. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. It's all fine. I'm going to be the good cop this episode. Yeah, fuck all of you listeners. I'm bad cop. I love you. Send whatever. <laughs> you can follow us on Twitter at mclasspodcast. Mm-hmm. That one's pretty easy to do. And again, become a patron at patreon.com slash mclasspodcast. Yeah, and follow us on Twitter separately if you don't. You probably already do. But if you don't, I'm at Henderson1983. I am at underscore Jeff Pennington. (laughs) Don't go to the other guy who's not Jeff. No, he's like a a teacher or a lawyer or something. He seems like an alright guy. He He doesn't tweet much, though. He looks like a dork. I hate him. Yeah, well, I do too. I got a much better beard, though. This guy's rocking a 0 out of 10 beard. That's unfortunate. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you in one week for more M-Class. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.